We go into the wild blue yonder, flying high into the sky. Let's go, gang. We're ready. Hello, are you ready out there? Help! They got me. Help! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, due to an unforeseen set of circumstances, we are unable to bring you the scheduled program at this time. Instead, we will bring you a replay of some of the highlights of the... John Gambling Show. Stay tuned. <laughs> You're a rotten son of a gun. You're just thoroughly rotten, Shepard. You're not only thoroughly rotten, you're decadent. You're, you're just rotten, that's all. Wonderful moment. Testing, testing. Hello, one, two, three, four. We're adjusting the equipment there. We are now inundating Staten Island with mediocrity. Just a minute. I'll turn it up now. We're going to meet you all the way out there. Here we go. We're beginning to sneak into Darien. <laughs> oh, you can hear him screaming out there. All right, all right, all right. I'm all set now. I'm ready to sing. This is the singing my Bring on the What do you mean? This is not singing music yet. That's an awful thing to say about my Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you excerpts from the new Montevani record called My Fair Lady Revisited. This is the rare Swahili version. Very good, Ed. Very good. Rotten thing to say. I ask you for some singing music. Razzmatazz. Although that's probably much closer to singing than My Fair Lady. The truth. Well, you are... All right, let's go here. Let's see. It's scary. It's... It's almost back to school time. You know, no matter how old I get, no matter how... No, no matter how decadent I get, every time I see these ads in the paper that say, back to school time is here, I break out in a rotten, uncontrollable sweat. 
Back to school time games. You are my moonshine, my only moonshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I need you. Please don't take my moonshine away. The other night, dear, boy, I got plastered. I wasn't drinking till three or four. My eyes were blurry, my head was spinning, and I fell upon the floor. I took an aspirin, a little aspirin. It didn't help me very much. I fell down three flights of stairs, dear, and now I'm walking... I'm walking with a crutch. <laughs> you lousy moonshine. I hate you, moonshine. You make me do things I'm sorry for. No, I ain't gonna touch. No, no more moonshine. Gee, I wish I had some more. <laughs> wow. Oh, wowie. All together, gang, now. Let's go. It's burning. It's time to make it move. Oh, I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik of therapy. Oh, your love, your love belongs to me. Oh, da 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 at night, at night when you're asleep. Into, oh baby, into your tent, I'll, I'll creep, 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 creep. The stars that shine above will light our way to love. You'll rule this land with me, with me, baby. I'm the sheep, 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 go there. Rubby, da 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 Substitute for talent. None whatsoever. Phonies come, phonies go. Uh, but there are the rest of us. We just remain on the scene. Yes, uh, let's see. Here's a sign in the window of that model railroad place on 45th Street between 5th and 6th. The new N-Gage people are here. The new N-Gage people are here. Yeah, they're here all right, the N-Gage people. They've arrived. You'll see them everywhere. How do you measure up, Shepard? You're not N-Gage, not by a long shot. You aren't even H-O-Gage. That's what I figure I am, H-O. 
Now I'm going to try to pass as N-Gage. When the new squarer-jawed, slimmer-waisted, angular N-Gage people have taken over, I'll go toadying along. I'll pass. I figure you, Shepard, for double O-Gage. The beard, the look in the eye, whistling rows of Washington Square. You'll never pass in this dynamic, cool, angular N-Gage world. Rose of Washington Square. Did you ever know Rose of Washington Square? I knew her personally. Holy smokes. I tell you, no wonder they say rotten things about those. <laughs> but there was something about Rose that was unforgettable. It's too bad we're on the air. We Scene. Well, you know, speaking of uh, terrible scenes and uh, the problem of going back to school, I'll never forget the. Uh, we might as well. We might as well level now that every inside of each one of us is this little toad. Inside of each one of us is this little shifting, insecure bowl of jello. This little, this little lout who once was dragged screaming and fighting and fist fighting and yelling and hollering and crying off to the halls of greater institutions of learning. Yes, <laughs> forcibly ripped away from your mother's apron strings to go marching out into this great world of reality, of which we are all part of, right, gang? Hmm. Which one say I'm playing this thing tonight? You notice it? Hmm. Very good. This is a Jew's harp, in case any of you are interested in it. You want to hear a little Jew's harp solo? All right. All right, I will award your brass figure with Mons Oakley Palm if you can tell me who's saying this. Let's get ready here. <coughs> Already there? Barbasol, Barbasol, no brush, no lather, no rub in. Wet your razor, then begin. Barbasol, Barbasol. You know who's saying that? You do. I'm sorry. All right, so it was. John Wingate. What the heck am I going to do about it? What can I do? You know, I'm knee-deep in it myself. None of us can escape. You know, speaking of being knee-deep in it, could you... Uh... <laughs> yes, sir. It just suddenly occurred to me. It's hot to my blooming knickers! Suddenly occurred to me. Yeah, I wear blooming knickers. You see them? Little twigs sticking out of them. Speaking of blooming knickers, for those of you who uh, would... Uh, like to make your knees swing loose, you know. Feel the old tingling blood through your calves and moving on up to your ear balls there. And we would like to suggest that tomorrow night you join us at, uh, <clears throat> what's the name of that place? What the heck is the name of that place where we do this thing from on Saturday night? <clears throat> it's on the, it's on the tip of my kneecap. Um, what is the name of that place? The, uh, the pig pen? No. The, uh, something like that. The, uh, uh, the cesspool? No. Uh, the sump pump? No. What 
the heck is the name of that joint? Well, anyway, there's this place down in the village, see, where we do this show on Saturday nights. And for those of you who want to join life, who want to meet life head on, who want to say to life, here I am, boy, and I'm ready to be friends, shake life's hand with a good, hearty, Rotarian handshake. We'll be down at this uh, place. Uh, uh, it's called, uh, mm, uh, er, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, mm, uh, the, uh, it starts with a D. Uh, it starts with a D. What the heck is the name of the place? Um, out damn spot? No. Uh, uh, what? No, that's not there. It starts with a D. It seems like... Uh, um, no, it does not start with a D. It starts with an M. Uh, oh, uh, no. Um, I can't... Well, oh, I, it's, on the, it's on the tip of my kneecap here. And for those of you who know, you know. And for those of you who don't know, it doesn't matter. But we'll be at this joint, uh, this place. This place. <laughs> Other guys doing stuff with the Copa. Other guys work at Lincoln Center. Other guys even get invited to the White House and I get invited to this uh, place. It's down there in 7th Avenue South. And it's right in the heart of Gramercy Square there. And boy, is it square. And uh, we're down there every Saturday night from five minutes past ten until midnight fighting the evil forces of the... What is it we fight? I remember... I can't slip my tongue now. Somewhere. I remember we fought something down there. But we're down there every... It's, it is at 10.05, isn't it? 10.05. And uh, we're on the, this station, which, as you all know, is... Uh, uh, W BBM no 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 that's enough to use the word W B Air Theater the Air something W K L U C clunk no no this is a W O R what a great name radio station say it over to yourself really that's a W O R in the Big Apple of New York City where fun is fun and where people are people and where when guys rip open that icebox door tearing it from their turn it from its hinges and holler, where's the beer? We got the answer. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. We got plenty of answers. Miller Highlights in Pop and Pour Cans. Distinctive Miller Highlights in Pop and Pour Cans. Just Pop and Pour Miller Highlights, the champagne of bottled beer. No opener needed. And inside every can, enjoy the hearty yet light goodness of Miller High Life. Brewed from a century-old recipe, only in Milwaukee. <laughs> Miller High Life always gives you that perfect taste in beer every time. Always a bright, clear taste. Unequaled, unquestioned, unchanging. Now you can enjoy refreshing Miller High Life in pop and pour cans. Pop and pour Miller High Life. Always sparkling, flavorful, distinctive. Now in pop and pour cans. Gee, I'm singing really good tonight, I think. Have you noticed that, Ed? Yes, sir. Well, I'm studying under Martha Dean, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, you you have never heard Martha Dean sing, Oh, there is a pansy in my garden, a pansy that grows in the dell. Oh, there is a pansy in my garden. How I wish I could tell you more. Oh, there is a pansy in... She's very good. And, uh, 
there's hardly a dry eye in the house. Of course, you know, speaking of dry eyes, we might as well get on with this thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, for a long time, it's all showbiz in the yard wide, let's face it. Uh, <laughs> it has been said by others, uh, certainly more qualified. Of course, I think a lot of people are more qualified to talk about life than I am, because after all, let's face it, I'm just living a second-rate nothing life. I don't really understand what life is about, because after all, all those other important people who do comment about life and who make the big scene about life, they know more about life because they're living real life, 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 life. It's like all you teenagers out there who get all your hints and kinks on how to act uh, as a baboon. You understand that he was much more of a kid, knew all about being a kid, and was a much better kid than you could ever possibly be a kid, kid. And so, uh, for those of you out there who are getting your life out of books, we salute thee. We salute thee ever onward. Go upward and onward with Garrett himself. Stay tuned, friends. <laughs> kids in the, in the neighborhood when Victor Mature was on, you know, when he was down at the local movie house, the guys would run past, you know, they'd look up and say, oh, wow, look at another picture star, Victor! Blankety blank. <laughs> well, you know how kids are, you know, people. It's, it's, uh, they are, let's face it, it's good to grow up and not be a kid, you know. You know, speaking of growing up, I, I see that, uh, that our people who design fashions are growing up. I mean, they're beginning to take from real life. And, uh, in fact, you <laughs> the new fence post look. Uh... <laughs> oh, you know, uh, seriously, though, friends, as Bert Parks used to say so beautifully, uh, seriously, though, friends, it's him time. I mean, no, excuse me. Uh, seriously, though, friends, did I ever tell you about that show that I used to do? I'll never forget that. In the middle of it all, this hillbilly, I'll never forget this swearing, yelling, hollering, fist-fighting, swinging hillbilly. He used to stalk chicks in the studio, Ed, like mice stalk cheese. It was insane. He'd get out there, you know, and he would start singing. He'd say, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are blue, baby. And he's got a big cowboy hat, and he's got the Sears Roebuck cowboy vest on, you know. And he's playing the Sears Roebuck guitar. 
and he's looking at all the chicks to see, you know, he's, he's looking for business. He's, uh, you are my sunshine. And he'd get about every third chick and it would light up like a Christmas tree. And then after the show, he would line them all up. But that's another story. <laughs> one thing, one thing he used to do though, in the middle of it all, he would say, you are my sunshine, my, and then he'd say, now here's that old tune that all you've been ringing in and asking for. Here's that tune that is going right up to them hit parade charts all the way on up. It's old Rattler. Old Rattler. Hey, ah, ah. Dun, 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 dun. And he would sing these songs. He would sing about. Then all, as as he's swinging, see his eyeballs are going. And he's looking at all the chicks. He's, he's lining them up in his mind. And then when and you knew when he had decided when he is about to really you know who he he's picked for tonight, which chick he's picked for tonight. He would stop and say, "Well, folks, now it's time seriously, folks, for just a moment to bow our heads. It's time now for him, him time." And we just got a wonderful old hymn suggested here by Mrs. L.D. Calabash, who rides from Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, and says, Would you please sing for my poor old departed pappy? Would you please sing the old rugged crows? And you knew, and everybody in the band who was working with him knew, that he had made his decision the moment he decided to sing hymn time. And then we'd all, then we'd all sit there and he'd sing, he'd sing, Oh, that old rugged crows! Oh, that old rugged carouse. And he's, he's playing. He had one of these electric guitars, you know, that had 18 echo chambers on it. And it had rhinestone speakers that hung all over the place. And it said old Chet on it, you know. And while he's singing the old rugged cross, he's looking at the chick he has picked. With burning eyeballs. And we would all sit in the control room and say, Old Chet has made his mind up now. Yes, sir. You just better be careful of me, Dad. I got a past. You don't think I always follow Vincent Tracy, do you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, the stars that shine above. You want to hear about them fashions? Well, I've said for a long time that showbiz one day will finally take us all over one day. And uh, I think this is a fascinating little idea in fashion here. It says... Um, Classic Serenity shows this sexy-looking chick looking out, you know. She's looking out at us. And it's an ad that's, uh, I don't know which paper. It looks like the Times, actually. And uh, she's looking out at us, and she's looking real sexy. You know, her hips are swung forward there. And, and you know that model that model stance when, the, when the, the left leg is sort of cocked at one side and it's stuck out there a little bit there and it's peeking out there, and she's got her hands behind her. You know, and that ingenue stance where, where the hands are clasped in the small of the back and the tummy is stuck forward. That's called the ingenue slump. And that she's standing there with that look, you know, and underneath it it says, Classic Serenity. The flowing monk robe. And she's dressed like a Franciscan monk on his day off. And don't, don't, <laughs> don't accuse me. Don't accuse me of, of being sacrilegious, but I kind of like this. It says, Classic serenity, the flowing monk robe, graceful as a hostess gown, warmly comfortable for lounging, softly draped, 
slit to the knee, deeply cowled neckline, comes with rope belt and is available in shocking pink. Somehow I like the idea of a shocking pink monk robe. <laughs> I mean, you know, can't you just see this guy? He comes in, he comes rushing into the house, you know, and he's, he's, he's you know, he's got the pure light in the eye, the light of a primal man, the man who... Uh, well, feels the old ancient urges that cavemen felt, you know, when the wind was blowing outside of the cave and the water was flying out there. And he turned in the darkness of the cave and he saw cowering back there, Una, Una, the cave girl. And she's got a great big elephant mastodon thigh. She's holding in her hand. She's on on it. And he looks back and he's, he does not understand, of course, what is impelling him forward. And her eyelids flutter coquettishly. And the next thing you know, he's ripping her bear rug off. Well, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this, this, uh, you know, brings an interesting thought. Now, I can see a guy, he comes rushing home from a hard day at BBDNO among the lions, you know, and among the tigers and among the giraffes and among the muskrats. And he comes rushing home. Boy, and he, he's had seven, he's belted down seven martinis on the 512. And by the time he reaches Stamford, you know, he's seven tenths to the wind. And by the time he reaches Darien, you know, he's a raging, he's a raging mastodon. And he comes leaping out of that train and cuts across the parking lot. He jumps into his little old MG. And he goes heading out through those winding trails of Connecticut with that little pure red-eyed light of the ancient caveman. Uh, the ancient caveman impelled by antique, ancient, deep, primal sources of power that he does not even understand. And now he is standing before his breezeway. And it's dark. The moon is hanging over there, just beyond the trees. And he hears the hi-fi. The hi-fi, for some reason or other, is playing Gregorian chants. da 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 do ba ya and he comes rushing up the stairs, though, slams open the door. He's got this big glass door, you know, that's designed by Eero Sarinan. He goes tearing in through that. And he goes rushing in through his free-form living room, his conversation pit. He falls down in the conversation pit for a moment, skins his elbow on that on that, uh, on that that coffee table. Gets, wow, wow, wow. He's in the darkness. He jumps up. Now he's in the bedroom. He flings it open. And there, standing there next to the bed in a shocking pink robe, stands his own little Franciscan monk. Maybe. Oh, and she looks at him as a, she looks at him as a simplicus in hoc, in hoc, in expital honk, in espital out, in esplicus. He swat, what, baby, come here. And suddenly he realizes things have changed. <laughs> Beautiful little image. It's something. Well, now that's not the only place where where uh, the fashion world has taken over and uh, has delved into showbiz and uh, has. Uh, well, <laughs> let's put it this way: not exactly showbiz. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell. But she was well. Look, listen to this one now. Here's one: the villager, the intelligent look. Oh, come on. I've been down in the village. Come on, a villager. The intelligent look, it used to mean round shoulders. Would you prefer Mr. Chucky to deliver this? Oh, 
Oh, oh, my God, I'm glad you asked me to come in here for just a moment. Talk to you about the wonderful, exciting things that are happening in the exciting world, the fantastically exciting world of fashions. You know, I was talking to my friend Tom Wolf. Yeah, he writes so beautifully. What a darling writer. Oh, wooey, wow, eco. And I'll tell you, Tom and I and, and baby Jane and Andy, we were all sitting around on the pad the other day just talking about the exciting new things that are happening in fashion and how people are just getting rid of their old Victorian ideas and they're getting rid of those old stuffy grown-up thoughts and they're beginning to swing. Well, now, here, for example, uh, the wonderful little that all of you should know about, we've all known about the intelligent look. Well, you know what it used to mean, gang. It used to mean round shoulders and thick glasses and books and all that junk. Well, now it means villager clothes, that alert, clear-eyed, level-headed look that we so love about Baby Jane. The look of a girl who could spend a happy evening talking demography, the Middle East Chekhov, and levels of meaning in Winnie the Pooh. I just love a girl who loves Winnie the Pooh. I just find that any girl who, particularly if she likes Eeyore, if she understands what Eeyore represents in our society, the poor disenfranchised male who spends all of his time down at the other end of the woodlot saying, nobody cares about my birthday. Oh, no, I'll just build my house of sticks and I'll just stay back here. Don't worry about me. Well, I just love a girl who loves that sort of thing. In fact, I'll never forget Gloria. One night, Gloria and I sat in this wonderful little place. I'll have to tell you about it sometime over in the East Village. It's a wonderful little place called Whoopi. We sat over there. It's actually Whoopi or Go-Go. And we sat over there, and we just talked all night about Piglet and Little Tigra. And I just love Piglet myself. Well, anyway, uh, these new clothes give you the intelligent look. And and they go on to say, and I think this is the most intelligent thing that they have to say these days, they say that unfortunately the clothes do not give you encyclopedic knowledge, however just to look. And many find that enough. And I say hooray for that. I say hooray, hooray, and I'm glad to see all of you out there again. And I'm so sorry summer is over, but we're all looking forward to next summer, aren't we, gang? But then there's Christmas time. We're going to have so much fun pulling taffy and we're all little kinds of things for our Christmas friends. And I was just talking the other day to Bridget, my lovely little French poodle. I said, Bridget, I've got a surprise for you coming up for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, the little darling she just bought. You know, Dickie and I often plan little surprises for Bridget like that. Dickie, will you please get out of the shower and stop running that water like that? He's got a thing about showers, but he's always really very nice. So, so long, gang. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, Zee. It's good to see him again, isn't it? I mean, it's good to see it again. Uh, it's just it's funny, you know, sometimes you get <laughs> pushed to the brink. But, you know, I'll tell you, before those of you who, who uh, I have worries about going back to school and all that, I'll tell you, that's one of the great things about being out here in the great adult world. Uh, that's one of the great things that we, we don't have to go back to school and I, I remember when I'll never forget. You know, you know. Speaking of going back to school, uh, school, of course, is very different from what school used to be. It's quite obvious. School really is is a place that you 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 got to go back to. It's a kind of 
it's a kind of bastion of wonderful unreality today, uh, where where people fight to go back. Uh, in fact, uh, it's very hard to get them out of school now. I, I I know one one set of parents who've got a 47 year old son who has been under the GI Bill of Rights since the Second Battle of Amiens in World War One, and uh, this guy just will not leave school. He just refuses to leave school, and his his whole premise, of course, is one can't get enough learning. Well, he's now in his 17th successive course in psychology and action in the sales world. Now, I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I really believe that the new Mandarin group in our society, I think we're calling Mandarins. Uh, that's a great word. That the new Mandarin group is the student group. Now, now, what, a, what is a Mandarin? Well, a Mandarin is, a, is a, like the creme de la creme, you know? He's the he's the upper the upper spicy level who sets the laws but does not have to live by him. That's the big thing about being a Mandarin. Uh, I have always felt that that's one of the best gimmicks in the world is to be a Mandarin because you know a man <laughs> really he sets the, the he sets the court uh, you know the court scene he, he he sets the laws and regulations but does not have to live by them because he is a Mandarin. And and uh, I have known. I have known this uh, growing thing in the student world, and I and I've always I've always vaguely admired. Uh, you know that in job classification now, under the U.S. Department of uh, of Labor, they have you know how they classify jobs, like cracker stacker. Uh, what do you mean? That's a, that's a real job. It is. There is a job called a cracker stacker. I'm not kidding you. There is a job classified called lip picker. Now I always thought that. I'm not kidding you. There are people who in the mills pick lint, and they're called lint pickers. <laughs> and they're, it's a capital letter. You know, I always thought a lint picker was Mr. Leader here. But uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, <laughs> there is a real lint picker, you know, and, and the cracker stackers. And are you aware that, that, uh, that student is now a job? It is seriously classified as a job, you know, like dishwasher, pot walloper, accountant, student, and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> and I I, uh, I think that's a good job. I'm I, I'm I really do. I, I know a lot of guys. Seriously, I know a half dozen guys right here at WR, uh, who whose great desire is to leave work and go back to school in any capacity. I'm serious. I, I and and if you if you you know if there's a certain point when your behind's too wide or something back and sit in the desks and all that you. And so you go back as an instructor, you know, you go back and you sort of hang around, you know, you just hang around, you wear a corduroy jacket and, and you hit students on the back and say, hey, man, how you doing, man? Uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, one of the saddest crowds I know is the new current hip instructor who, uh, yeah, who, who pretends that he's really just a student who somehow got up in front there and he's a little apologetic about it. And, and he, he, he pretends that he is hipper than thou with the kids, you know, and, and he's more of a teenager than the kids. And he tries like mad to use all the slang at a kid, you know, like he'll a concert, say, hey, man, come on, come on, man, lay off this stuff. Well, you, man, I'm hip to what you're doing. Come on, man, lay off. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know there, there are dozens of them like that who, who, uh, who walk around, you know, with their folded, crumpled copy of uh, the latest realist. And, uh, they, 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 they fight like mad to try to be a student, you know. It's not, it's no longer a matter of the kids following the instructor. If the instructor is more like the kids, somehow he feels that he's a better teacher. Whereas, as a matter of fact, the real secret of it is 
that all the kids put each other down. Hardly any kid really, you know, it's it's because they all each kid recognizes in himself a little flat-footed phony. He really does. Every kid really does. You know, he walks around. He's trying to make the scene. He says, "Hey, man, hey, come on, man, let's get some pot, man." <laughs> And all it does is make him cough and his eyes water and makes him sick and all that. And so he's phoning it up, you know. And uh, and, and and the kid will come in, you know, uh, on, on a Monday morning, see all the other kids in the homeroom, see. And he sees uh, he sees Howie and Marty, you know. And he says, hey, Howie. Oh, wow. Woo! Hey, Howie. You remember Marty? Hey, listen, Howie. Hey, Howie. Wow, what a Saturday night. Woo! And he's pretending. See, he really made the scene real big with this chick named Gladys, you know. He said, oh, I can hardly walk around. Oh, wow, am I ever tired? Gee whiz, wow. He's phoning it up, see, and they're all phoning it up for each other. And then when the poor instructor gets up there and he says, hey, man, hey, Howie, come on, knock it off, Howie. I'm hip to you, man. Well, uh, all of a sudden, the kids see this instructor as a fellow phony. <laughs> and they don't follow this guy anymore. Believe me, they don't follow him anymore and they follow Howie. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he has defeated his whole purpose. Whereas, as a matter of fact, I think uh, inside of it all that his purpose really is accomplished. He's not worried about teaching the kids. He is worried primarily, uh, uh, really, of being one of the kids. That's different from teaching kids. And I have known many a teacher who loves to be a teacher because somehow he keeps feeling like he's still at the Warren G. Harding School. You know, he is forever. He is forever at the Warren G. Harding School. And and the way the way the way a teacher, many a teacher, the new hip teachers, the way he really shows that he's hip is by letting the kids smoke in class. See, and and uh, that's uh, and that's a whole big bit, you know, with a lot of them. And furthermore, he he, he really gets uh, he he really feels like he's making a big with the kids. See, by putting down all the other teachers as being grown ups and teachers. You know, so he says, hey, hey, you know, uh, come on, Howie, come on. Now, look, Howie, I know you're going to have to go into, what's, what's her name, that, that old doll, uh, oh, you come on. Uh, yeah, Miss Fife. I know you're going to have to go to Miss Fife next class, and I know that, man, and I know she's a drag. I'll tell you she's a drag. Oh, that old doll, oh, wowie, what a drag. But look, look, let's play the game, huh, Howie? Let's all play the game, you know. I have to pretend like I like her, too. You pretend like you like her, too. And look, like, man, you dig, you know. We'll make the scene big, you know. Don't worry about it. So come on, Howie, get on a stick a little bit there. And uh, when you get in Miss Fife's class, oh, what a drag! Oh, that old doll, Wowie, that old grown-up, old nothing, old rotten doll. Actually, Miss Fife is two years younger than he is, incidentally. Oh, wow, that old doll. Well, I know how it is, kids. All right, come on now. Uh, all right, all you kids, light up. It's uh, it's a uh, smoke time now. Ten minutes for a smoke break here before we get out with it. Oh, that geography stuff. Look, I'll tell you, let's all pretend like we're studying geography. If anybody asks you we're studying geography, you know, you tell them we're studying geography, okay? Let's have our own little bit going here, all right? I know that all this stuff is crud that we're learning here. This is all crud. I Listen, I'm the first one to tell you this is all old nothing crud. is arithmetic and reading and all that stuff. Let's all pretend like we're doing geography. So all of you get out your maps, see? You get your maps out of, of the Andes Mountains. Put it out there in front of there. So if old Spawn, oh, what a drag that old son of a gun is, old Spawn. If old Spawn comes around, he'll think we're doing geography. Actually, let's sit here and we'll talk about Henry Miller, huh? How about that? Let's all talk about Terry Southern and Candy, huh? Oh, boy. How did you like that second chapter, gang, you know, where she goes to the guy's hotel room up on the west side, you know? And I'll tell you, there is a lot of hidden meaning to that, kids. Now, a lot of old... Don't tell your mother we're talking about it, you know, because they don't understand the hidden meaning and all that stuff. But, however... Oh, come on, Howie. I'm hip to you, kid. The modern teacher in action. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik of third grade. I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik of all old Warren G. Harding school. And I've got every little kid student in class madly in love with me. Every 14-year-older, every little old lady in the flock is waiting to go out for a beer with me. Old Charlie, who teaches social sciences. Wow, wow. Oh, I take them out to kind of talk over their curriculum. I discuss their problems at home. With a beer, over a beer, at Fred's Bluebird Tavern. I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik of, I'm the sheik of the junior high. I'm the sheik of second year. I'm the sheik that tells them all about candy, Terry Southern. I'm the sheik that puts them all hip to Lady Chatter and her lover. I'm the sheik, I'm the sheik of junior high. I'm the sheik who knows all the answers. I'm there, I'm their local private Paul Krasner. I'm the sheik that puts down mama and daddy and the outside world and puts them on, if possible, all the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wowie. It's every babaroonie. Ah, this is the real Spain. Well, see what a sweaty, tough... How much time do we have in there? Okay, how much time? Now, you, you made your little hand go like that. How is, how is it possible that we have 45 minutes left? Huh? Oh, it's theme time already? Oh, what a rotten wet blanket. What a rotten... Hello, wet blankets out there everywhere. You might be... <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> you know uh, I don't know what to say I just don't know what to say <laughs> what is there to say man you know just look up there once in a while a whistle between your teeth keep your knees loose and uh, work on the high notes with your kazoo yeah just keep it moving keep your knees loose and uh, remember, once in a while, just sing that grand old American anthem to yourself. Barbasol, Barbasol. No brush, no lather, no rubbing. A wetter, you're a razor. Uh, then a big again. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at five minutes past ten. Coming to you direct from, uh, uh, uh Oh, gee whiz. Uh, oh, it's, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. It starts with, uh, L, L. It starts with an L. Uh, 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 the, uh. With the lighthouse, uh, the, uh, oh, shucks. It's on the tip of my tongue. Please, somebody help me. It's, uh, the time is running out. We, we're coming from this place tomorrow at five minutes past ten. And if you got time, come on down there. Uh, uh, give them a call. Uh, uh, it's the, uh, well, I'll tell you, it's, it's on 7th Avenue South at 91. It's right next to, oh, shucks. What's the name of that joint? It's next to, it's a place it's next to that sells these, uh, these amber grease bookends, uh, and they make uh, sandals for camels and stuff. Uh, uh, it's the lime, lime. It's the it's the uh, lime house. Uh, we'll be there tomorrow at five minutes past ten. It's on the tip of my. I got. I know. It's the. It, 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 it.